The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here today with Jim Waddella, who is the owner of Core Catalyst. And that is a consulting firm that you're going to learn a lot more about today. I'm going to let him tell you all the specifics, but I want to extend a special congratulations to him and to Core Catalyst for their 25 under 25 win this year. And uh, we're continuing to bring some of the winners on to share their stories. And I think as you listen to these interviews, you'll understand why the judges selected these companies. Welcome to the show today, Jim. Thanks, Kelly, and congrats to you two for 25 years. Ah, for the yes, it's thank a you. Great accomplishment there. Yes, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I, I think that we actually have the advantage because we get to work with people like you every single day. I mean, you were at the big breakfast yesterday. You saw, you heard what the panelists had to say. We get to play with these people every That's day. That's quite fun. fun. <laughs> yes, that was very moving too. By the way, great, yes. great panel discussion there. Well, let's talk about Core <laughs> Catalyst. Tell us. We'll drill down into the specifics of the services you offer, but in a nutshell, give us a description of the business and what you do. Sure, sure. It's management consulting, mm-hmm. which a lot of people uh, scratch your heads and say, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, but it's a type of service offering that, that we provide through our people and uh, typically focused on mid, middle to large size companies in the market here, primarily in, in the Midwest, although we've done work in Florida and Texas mm-hmm. and other other. Uh, places. Um, and it's consulting. So the consulting type of things we do, program and project management, process improvement, we do strategic uh, planning and execution as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to give examples of projects to, to make do. it yeah. really come to life for people. But uh, in, in some cases, we could be doing project management of things, uh, maybe a system is going to be implemented at a, at a financial institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're putting in a new uh, core system in that kind of a situation where it's, it's pretty critical to the business. They have to get it in, in on time and on budget, and uh, they need a very well-structured program and project to manage that thing and, and all the tasks and activities required to do it. Uh, so we'll, you'll find our team members doing things like that. Process improvement is typically a mature company that has a an issue with a process that might mm-hmm. be not getting work done quick enough, fast enough, or or uh, productivity, productivity issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so our team will be in there, and we've got a methodology that we use for process improvement. Sometimes a client will have their own methodology, but we'll be facilitating a, a, a team teams of the client people defining what the process new process should be, as well as what the existing process is, and then helping them analyze and making process improvement. Mm-hmm. Recommendations for that, and then implementing those changes, so they get some impact to the business. Sure. So. And when you talked about, you, you gave an example of a financial services industry. Are there specific industries that you focus on? You know, we we do multiple industries, so mm-hmm. that's that's one that happens to be uh, one where we do quite a bit of work with over the last three or four years. Uh, but we're also doing work for manufacturing type companies, communication companies. Uh, also engineering and design companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, given the Midwest and the fact that there's really, really no one dominant industry, uh, we find it very effective to use our teams across that, that spectrum 
healthcare uh, companies mm-hmm. we do work with as well. Yeah, I can imagine two of those. You mentioned the engineering and the manufacturing. You know, they're all about process. <laughs> you know, it's that's funny you say that. Yeah, the uh, a lot of times they'll plant floors will be very well structured, and they'll have their lean and six sigma mm-hmm. and these these other uh, techniques that they use. Sometimes in their back offices, though, they're not as structured with what they can be doing. Uh, one of our manufacturing clients, um, we helped with their, you know, digging into the data on how they were giving rebates to their large big industrial clients and found out that there were some issues with how they were calculating their rebates and mm-hmm. it had a very strong financial impact to them. Uh, also, in a case like that, we helped them with their product profitability where you're digging into the details of what they're pr- pricing out all their individual products and mm-hmm. we've been able to uh, help them figure out, because it's so complex and so much data and systems, ways to improve their profitability. Mm-hmm. What size businesses do you usually work with? It's We say mid, mid to large, but, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, there's uh, probably our sweet spot's going to be, you know, from a revenue standpoint, $750 million and above. Mm-hmm. Um, from that standpoint, we do work with smaller firms where we know the people and we can have a good impact for the projects we do. Um, they're going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of employees from yeah. an organization standpoint, typically in multiple, multiple locations. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you talk about... Uh, process improvement and all these different things that you can do, uh, you know, fall under management consulting. When somebody approaches you, do they do they know what their problem is? Can they come to you and say, we have a process problem? Or, or do they just know they have a problem and then you come in and help them identify it and fix it? How does it work? Good, good question. I, th- I think we get a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they want very specific, hey, I need a, a project manager for X, Y, and Z type of mm-hmm. thing for, for this amount of time. Um, in other cases, uh, even just yesterday, I was on several different uh, client meetings where they, they don't quite know. So yeah. I know I have an issue with my accounts payable, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, but I'm not sure if I need a new piece of software or not. Can you come in and just take a look at you know, how we're processing our accounts payable today, how we're managing our vendors, and give us your opinion you know, of do you think we need some new software there? Could we get a, have a business case put together that justifies uh, putting in some new software mm-hmm. since we haven't done it for 20 years? So yeah. so we get cases like that, too. Uh, another firm asked us uh, to help with their, their IT, basically their IT uh, function and how they're operating, and asked us to come in and on a temporary basis for, you know, a couple, two, three days a week to look at how they're um, working with their information technology their people, their process and procedures, and just give us, mm-hmm. you know, um, help them mentor and coach some of the IT folks in their organization, too. Sure. Um, so they don't know exactly what they want, but they know they, they need a little bit of extra mm-hmm. help there from a leadership standpoint. Right. And it sounds like you have a couple of different reasons for going in. There's some people who have these short-term projects, as you say, or maybe they're launching a new product, and, and they want you to work with them on that. Others, you're coming in to solve some sort of a problem that is going to uh, – have some sort of a long-term result or it's a long-term play. Yes. So, and okay. We've got a good example there with healthcare where we've got a client that the healthcare industry is a big, big amount of change there and uh, yes. they're changing their business model. Mm-hmm. And so they want to know uh, and needed help with uh, modeling what that new business model would look like. And that's over the next 10 to 15 years. And uh, we helped them with the business models for there that result in financial models and help them make the right decisions on 
what new products and services to put together and timing of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, they've got uh, locations all over the U.S. and some international. Yeah. And so it's a pretty pretty hard question to answer. For well, them. you make a good point, though. Sometimes it's not just a particular business that's needing help. I mean, there are whole industries that are transforming these days with multiple businesses within those industries. So uh, in those cases, you probably have your hands full there. Let's talk a little bit about um, your your own process, how you deliver. Uh, I am a client, a potential client, and I call you. Uh, how would you what would your interaction with me be? How would you start the relationship and and how do you work? Sure. Well, I think the first thing that we always try to do is really understand the business. You know, what, what are the challenges that are happening uh, inside the business? Whether or not we can help with all those areas or not, we don't know yet, mm-hmm. typically in those first conversations. But we try to really understand what is it they're trying to accomplish? Is it an expense reduction type of a situation? Is it a profitability improvement situation? Is it it, I'm going to launch a new product or service? So it's a revenue, you know, side type of the house. So uh, we really seek to understand that as well as we can, because then we can be much more effective with that. Uh, Then we take a look at, have we done that before? Do we have a process? Do we have a methodology that we can apply Mm -hmm. um, to that? And do we have the right people on the team that are available in the right time periods to make that happen as well? So. Typically, we'll we'll put that together in a scope document for the client saying, hey, here's your what we hear some of your pain points are. Here's how we can help you. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, put that together and then figure out what it takes to get that done. Typically, project-based. It's got to start. It's got to finish. Of course. And then yeah. a turnover to the, to the client. Yeah. You know, you have uh, obviously a core group of people on your team, but you'll bring other experts in as needed for particular projects? We do. We do. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Now, we've got a salary team, and then we also augment that with uh, subcontractors from time to time, depending on the project, the skill set uh, mm-hmm. that needs to be done. And one of the, I'll just be really candid here, one of the uh, complaints I sometimes hear about consultants is, okay, they come in, they tell me what's wrong, they leave, and then I'm still sitting here going, you know, well, but still, I don't, I don't really know how to fix it. I now know what the problem is. What do you do in terms of the follow-up and, and continuing the ongoing relationship? Sure. I, that's another great question. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we, we uh, call that putting plans on the shelf and then then dust collects on them. They look (laughs) really pretty and there's lots of colors in those presentations. So um, we do not like that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want a legacy, especially in the Midwest, where we deliver work and uh, it is executed with a client and they get an end result and they feel very good about that result for their business. And so we're very engaged with that client in not only helping them assess what some of their issues are, but helping them execute and implement right, those yeah. to a business end result type of thing. So we, we really enjoy those type of situations yeah, we're you, involved through that life cycle. You're looking for the long term there. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to be talking a little bit about Jim's background and what led him to this business. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we're... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? 
Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here today with Jim Waddella, who is the owner of Core Catalyst, which is a management consulting firm. He's been talking with us about all of the various services that the company offers and what their process is and and the various results that can be obtained by using their services. What I want to know more now is about you, Jim. How did you get into this business? What was your background and what led you to on your entrepreneurial journey to open a company? Yeah, that's a good question. I I, uh, started my career with a very large company called Electronic Data Systems, Mm -hmm. uh, founded by Ross Perot many years ago and uh, uh, recently bought by Hewlett Packard HP. And so that that was where I started a lot of my career. And that was um, most of the things I found myself doing was creating something new inside of a big company, Mm -hmm. a new department, a new service, a new function. And uh, that's really where I, I got a lot of the, I would call it entrepreneurial experience and excitement of launching something new that wasn't known before type of thing. Uh, from there, I went to Ernst & Young, which is a, uh, in a consulting capacity. And again, in that situation, I was launching a new service line, a national uh, uh, consulting type of service with them that also helped to, to foster my entrepreneurial type vision. Uh, from there, I went to a company called Jefferson Wells, where they asked me to start up a new office here in Kansas City for them. And uh, that, again, uh, first person in the office that gave me the keys to the office and said, go get clients and go hire people and make mm-hmm. it happen. And so uh, that, that, to me, was the closest I could get to launching a new business on my own without having the financial responsibility of cash flow and worrying about some mm-hmm. of the other things that happen. So those things all basically helped to prepare me to launch a new business. Um, Back in 2011, um, things were changing where I was currently employed, and uh, I saw a need in the marketplace to, you know, provide consulting services that w- were a little different than were being done today. And so that's when I took the the plunge and and uh, started the business. And several people came with me from the previous company. We've been growing it ever since. Mm-hmm. When you say that several people came with you from the previous company, typically in those situations you've got non-competes or you've got issues where you can't really take clients with you. And so uh, with several of you coming from the same company tied to not being able to take the same clients, how were you able to even get a start really? Yeah, uh, we clearly looked at our non-competes and, and I, I truly value in the, the ethics of mm-hmm. uh, making sure you're con- contributing to those things and, and following the 
the guidelines there. So we looked at those, and, and we did have restrictions for, for one year, two year on a certain clients so we couldn't uh, provide services to. Uh, so we, we honored those uh, straight to the letter of the law. and But there's also other clients that we knew that okay. we could help that knew us that mm-hmm. uh, would value the services. Yeah. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so so you were able to start building on that. And as any true entrepreneur, probably like many of your clients got their starts, you started in your home, I believe. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, down, down in the basement. What and, were those early uh, days yeah. like? A little crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my wife was kind of wondering what we were doing. Uh, but uh, we quickly uh, uh, figured out uh, in a consulting model, you're at client sites. So typically when you have a project, you have a team deployed at your client locations. And so it's not as necessary to have a bricks and mortar mm-hmm. type of a presence for, for, every, for everything out there. So, yeah. so that quickly um, became a non-issue. And then we moved into temporary office space like many small companies do and then uh, secured other office space here about a year ago. So. Yeah, so you do what you ha- you can to get started and avoid that mistake that uh, a lot of startups, I, I think word's gotten around and hopefully, you know, they're more educated now, but I have seen over the 25 years so many startups that go and they spend their money on these glitzy offices and all the frills and then, oh my gosh, there's no cash. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the structure of your company in terms of uh, your staff. You mentioned that you don't really need to have that big of a bricks and mortar presence that you're all out in the field. So tell us about how your company's structured and how you all come together and work together. Yeah, you know, sure. You've got, you've got some independence, it sounds like, too, though. Yeah, so consulting, you're, you're always out at typically mm-hmm. a client site. Some of our clients will, will say, doesn't matter if you're our site or not, you can do the work remote, and, and so we have office space for that type of thing. Um, so it, it's a combination, and some days I'll go to the office and I'm the only one there. And other <laughs> days, you know, we, we've got uh, people all over the place. For, for various mm-hmm. reasons. So uh, so it's a combination. So people are working out their sites, but we also uh, will do periodic training sessions. So we'll have teams come in. Okay. Uh, we'll do an all-hands meeting. So we'll get together periodically for um, talking to people about the state of what we've been doing and mm-hmm. reconnecting people because it is very difficult to, to create that culture and keep that culture going when people are in so many different um, venues in a given week. Right. Uh, we have people out in Vegas this week, for example, and uh, working on projects uh, and and people around the city worked at uh, working at their client locations, so mm-hmm. it tends to be very difficult. We have to communicate a lot through email and yeah. and different mechanisms there to keep the people connected. Sure. What kind of challenges do you face uh, yourself as a company? I, you obviously go in and help other clients or your clients with their problems and challenges, but what kind do you face? I think the um, what I always see is we we do really good at understanding clients and where they need help. And, and mm-hmm. issues and, and, and where they have uh, opportunities where they, they, they could use some consulting resources. The other part of the equation is having the right people with the right skill sets available with the right methodologies and tools to enable that to happen. So that's the other part of the equation there. So we're always balancing those two things, the workload and the projects coming down with the people and availability mm-hmm. and skill set out there. Um, and so we really tr- pay attention to the people we're bringing on board and what type of work they like to do under what circumstances um, and making sure they're we're lining that up. So it's it's a scheduling thing mm-hmm. is what it amounts to in, in some yeah, cases. Yeah, I bet. So. It sounds like it. You know, you're very involved in the community. That is a huge um, part of your business philosophy. Why is that important to you? And tell us about some of the things that you do in the community. Yeah, so we, we support 
several different organizations and uh, in a couple different manners. I mean, one is is through our, our people's passion and what they're doing, because that's just another way to keep us connected outside of the work effort and and what they're involved in. Uh, so you'll see us at a Boys and Girls Club event where one mm-hmm. of our folks is, is uh, on the board there, um, MS Society type of events going on. We have one called Kansas City Women in Technology that's a sure. favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. My daughter Jennifer started that up uh, oh, several did. years ago. I didn't realize yeah. she was the person behind that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a fun one. I'm really proud of her, what she's been doing in that in that endeavor. So uh, Also, we, we ask our clients, to, uh, we ask them what their charities are, and we try to support mm-hmm. the situations that, that they're supporting there. So one of our clients is is uh, American Heart Association with the uh, Go Red event coming yes. up here. And so we'll be supporting that as well. But we really like to, to see what those passions are for our clients and support those best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I, I still think, you know, Kansas City is so great. The businesses of all sizes, not just major corporations, really get behind philanthropic endeavors. And, and there really is a sense of giving back here in the Kansas City area. I think a lot of that is due to uh, continuing presence of Ewing Kaufman and his influence in the community, I really think is a large part of that, because uh, it really is Kansas City-wide. Let's talk about why it's important to hire a third party when it comes to trying to figure out some of the uh, challenges or solutions that a company's working through. I, I know a lot of business owners think, oh, cash could be tight, or I really don't have the time to educate a third party on what we're trying to do, so I'm just going to do it myself. Why can that be a wrong approach, and it's it's really better to hire a third party? Different different reasons that, mm-hmm. that clients bring us in. I think, first off, we have to pay for our fees. Our fees are uh, service-based type of a, of models, and I think you, you we always think about the value that we're providing has to generate either revenue or expense reduction commensurate with the fees that we're charging mm-hmm. them. So we're always thinking about the value of the service offering, what we're doing for them. Uh, clients uh, also sometimes need a different perspective. Yes. Um, and, and a lot of the larger, mid, mid-to-large companies, they've been doing the same thing for a long time. And so sometimes that fresh set of eyes coming in, challenging what they're doing in a nice way, a professional way, um, can give them some benefit too mm-hmm. because they not realize things that have been going on that might might have uh, other applicabilities. Um, mm-hmm. One of our clients mm-hmm. uses us from uh, the fact that we don't know their industry as well. They like us for that exact reason because we're not encumbered with all of the ways they do things. We can bring in a fresh perspective or from mm-hmm. other industries that uh, we might bring in leading practice from. Right. You know, somebody told me recently that past success is often a major contributor to future uh, failure because you can't see the fresh perspective and you get mired in that way of doing things that brought you success that and maybe things are changing and you just you just can't see that. So very important to hire a third party in, in those kinds of cases, especially where do you see the future for Core Catalyst? What direction are you guys headed? We're growing the company. It's mm-hmm. always been my intent to to have a, a vibrant and, and, and a growing firm there uh, from my past experiences. And so I think we continue to work on each client success story. We continue to work on our methodologies that we use. Uh, we continue to work on how we train our team members and how we bring people on board and acquire people uh, because that's truly the success. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell a lot to our team that um, the, the key, especially in the Midwest, is, um, and especially in the mid to large company market range, is everything we do has to be done fantastic. It has to be a great outcome for our clients. They have to win uh, whatever win means in their terminology, mm-hmm. and that will 
continue to create momentum for us, uh, our name brand, our, our reputations in the marketplace, our referrals out there in the marketplace, that will continue to create more business for us. So, If you had to leave our listeners today with one piece of advice for growing their business, what would it be? One piece of advice. I, I would, um, I, I think, taking the time to really think about what they're doing to improve that business, uh, whether that's a revenue type of improvement and whether expense reduction. And it could be the department of, this is not the entire company, it could be one Mm -hmm. one single um, department or one business unit type of thing. But really taking the time to critically think what they're doing to improve that business and then do they have plans and ways to execute and get to that point and are they using fresh perspectives to get to that area okay thank you so much for your time today much continued success and congratulations again on the 25 under 25 award thank you very much and if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com follow us on facebook thinking bigger business media or on twitter at i think bigger have a great weekend This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.